Hey, what's up, podcast? It's Jeff, and this is a special bonus episode of Teach Better Talk. Uh, before we get into it, though, I want to say a huge, huge thank you to those of you. A lot of you have uh, went on to you know your different podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts and rated and reviewed the podcast. You've left simply awesome reviews, and and we really appreciate that a lot. So. Uh, thank you for that. If you haven't already, really would appreciate if you go over to whatever your choice of podcast platform is, whether, whether that's Apple Podcasts or something else, uh, and leave a rating and review for the uh, for the podcast. I think something we might start doing is, is sharing some of those reviews and giving some shout outs to the people that are leaving that because your comments mean the world to us, your thoughts mean the world to us. So we really appreciate that. Please uh, continue doing that. In this bonus episode of Teach Better Talk, this is taken from a live video, a live stream that Ray Hewitt did, uh, where Ray shares how school administrators, uh, teacher leaders, and professional development providers can create professional development mastery grids to support teachers. This was a great live stream, a lot of questions answered, a lot of great value uh, provided by Ray. So we wanted to grab this audio and throw it in here. So enjoy this bonus episode of Ray talking about creating a professional development mastery grid for teachers. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Teach Better team and I literally just got a phone call brainstorming a grid with uh, another uh, educator and I thought I would come on and just give you a super quick recap of what we talked about purely because I think so many of you um, are either in a position where this grid would be a really great fit for what you're working on or you're in a position where this might be a great resource to send to somebody in that type of role who uh, might be able to support other educators better this August. So again, my name's Ray Heward. I'm just popping on super quick because I got off a phone call with the amazing Anna, and we went through a bunch of different ideas for her and how she can support her teachers using the grid method. And I thought I'd share what we came up with because um, it was a cool idea. So, hey, Olivia, good to see you. Yes, happy Sunday. I'm just coming live randomly, so if you can't make it and you just want to pop off and pop in later, that's totally fine. But I'll give you some background. So I was talking to an educator who is like the director of uh, like curriculum and technology, right? So this is an educator that's job this August is to lead other educators who are in the classroom and help them be successful during this very, very crazy time. I know I've brainstormed a lot of, with a lot of you that are actually here. Hey, Chris. Hey, Katie. Good to see you. Uh, a lot of with people that are here about how to design content grids. But this specific educator wanted to design some professional development grids. And so there were a lot of different things that we brainstormed, right? So we brainstormed like creating a grid exclusive to feedback and grading. We talked about creating a grid um, based on mastery learning or asynchronous learning. We were talking about all these different ideas. And finally, we just kind of concluded like she really needed the grid to give her educators the basics, right? So like what do our classroom teachers really need to know about our specific school system, our specific district? to be ready, to be okay with how we're moving forward. So the grid that I'm going to share with you is truly what we brainstormed. There's nothing more besides all of these beautiful scribbles on paper. But what I did here is that we went through and talked about as uh, a leader, what does she want her educators to know? And then how can we make sure this is organized in a way 
where your teachers are going to feel confident not only learning the information now, but referring back to it in the future. So I'm just going to go over the basics. Uh, again, this is very specific to her district, so it may not fit with all of you, but just thought I would share. So thank you for all of you commenting. Good to hear from you. I will um, only be popping on for a few minutes, but if you have questions, I can't answer them while I'm here. So we started first by brainstorming a full list of what she wanted uh, educators to be exposed to. Uh, we went through kind of like the basics of what the district was going to require, the basic tech tools of what teachers need to be aware of. We went through kind of all those pieces and put them in on a list. Then we brainstormed just, we were sketching out a grid. And again, I like drew a box and started writing things in. We started looking at how the flow would work. So more or less, what does a teacher need to know before moving forward and kind of moved it this way. Um, we organized all of our steps, all of those little boxes. Hey guys, good to see you. Um, with introducing a topic, practicing the topic, and then formatively assessing that your learner understood what that topic was. So more or less, all of these are, are going to be organized in a way where you're introducing something, you're providing some way to practice that skill, and then you're just checking either via the learner or via some sort of conference. You're checking that they understood what you shared, what you wanted them to pick up before moving forward. So here's how we did it. And again, this is a professional development grid. And essentially, it turned out to be like the basics of remote learning, like the basics of what the school year is going to look like in August for this specific school. Here's what we have. The first one in 1A was going to be the pathway. Like, how do you travel through a grid? What are the key features you're going to see in the grid? So, like, it's a very, very basic overview of where what you're doing and where you're headed. The second one uh, in 1B, we are going to go over, like, defining blended learning. She's in a school system that uses blended learning, will continue to use blended learning. And we just thought it was important. Like, let's define it. What is blended learning? Um, what are you going to experience as a teacher with blended learning? Kind of what are those basics and essentials? 1C, we looked at those essential tech tools that are going to be required, quote unquote, by the district. For her specifically, it was like, what's Google Classroom? What's Google Meets? And what's the gradebook? How can these be used in a very general basic setting in case you maybe are new to the district and you didn't know that you should be using that? Um, maybe I, I am aware of Google Classroom, but I'm going to start using it a lot because I am now in a blended learning environment. So just basics like Google Classroom is really good to use to share tools with students. Google Meets is the platform where you can have some sort of like video experience with students. We're just going to go through what are those really, really important district mandated resources. For 1D, we're going to go through and do something along the lines of like how to be a good problem solver during this time. So what are the like, like we phrased it like if then things like if a student says their Chromebook's broken what then what do you do as the teacher because more or less a lot of people especially over the past few months have had situations come up and they didn't know who to contact now we can be proactive and say okay cool you probably are going to have a million things and you can always reach out to me and whatever but if you wanted to know the right person to reach out to here's like an if then chart so you know exactly where to refer your student or exactly who to send your important email to and then we talked about the last one uh, and E would just kind of focus on the basics, the district expectation for student feedback. So like in a, in a very general low level sense, and this is level, this is the last step in uh, level one for our PD grid. It's more or less like we really want to encourage you to be giving students feedback four, four times a week, 
We really want to encourage you to give students feedback based on their understanding over task completion, like really those like key like pillars that exist in the district around this idea. That's all we had for level one. So when a, when a learner, when an educator in this district would be able to go through level one, they could say, okay, cool. I know what I'm doing with this professional development, what blended learning is, because that's what I'm going to do in August, the essentials that my district have provided me that I need to be using, essentially what if something goes wrong, where do I go first, and this expectation that my district has on me providing feedback to students. Cool. Level two, we are going to fill with really specific tech tool suggestions. So like every single step in level two, which could be, we brainstormed like no more than five, like it was like four or five different ideas are like, here are some really great tech tools to give feedback. Here are some really great tech tools to do review activities. Here are a few really cool tech tools to um, communicate uh, initial learning information, like all these different areas. And what I was telling her is I'm like, it's okay that tech tools overlap. Like you might use Pear Deck in feedback and also in a way to introduce new information. That's okay. It's good for us to show our learners that or our, our teachers that um, that they have multiple uses for these tech tools. That way they can see which one is a good fit for them. And if they've already chosen one, then they can also get these other benefits as well. So level two is all gonna be based on, here are some tech tools for this specific purpose so that you don't have to go hunting for them. We just have a bunch for you. Um, I didn't mention to her, and I'm just thinking of it now on this live video, that I have a list already made. I'm gonna have to email her that. Because in our virtual learning classroom in the academy, I have a list that literally does this. So I'm gonna email her that. Anyway, okay, that's all of level two. Level three, we went a deeper dive into parent communication. So like the first uh, step in level three was like, what's the expectation for parent communication? Like, what are we really encouraging our teachers to do? Why is this important? And what types of things is it important to communicate about? Because that being the main focus of what to communicate is gonna help us identify how the frequency and um, the means in which we communicate. So having the, the district have an opinion of the types of things they expect their educators to have some sort of communication on is really important. And then in that, another step in level three was gonna be very similar to that tech tool list, but it was gonna be more along the lines of like, what are tech tools that helps make parent communication easier, right? What are some tech tools that you can start utilizing that do parent communication for you without it being an additional element that you're doing? So that was all part of level three. Uh, at the end of level three, we decided that we were going to just do some sort of like really good deep dive reflection with the educators. Level three and the way that we built our grid was like the minimum requirement of what this grid was gonna expect from the, the learners, the educators going throughout this professional learning experience. So it was gonna be something like, how did you feel as a learner through this? How, what, what content was super valuable for you? What formative assessment did you enjoy? Like really going through that guided reflection and then also ending with, with what are you gonna go do now, right? So like, do you feel supported? Do you feel like there were missing elements? Like trying to get that data. And then we talked about this, this being the director of uh, curriculum and technology. Um, we talked about how this educator then would have a lot of information to take back to their board, to take back to the superintendent, take back to the principals and say, all these educators either really liked this stuff or they didn't, or they were able to grow in these areas, but they're hungry for more. It was just really good future conversation and great reflection for the educator. 
In level four and level five, we tried to keep it really open-ended. Level four, we talked about them creating um, a guided plan. Again, this is enrichment because you already hit our minimum requirement for the grid. Um, level four was going to be like, let's actually create your plan and let's get you feedback. And it was going to be more guided, but also very specific to that educator and what their classroom looks like with their students. And then level five was going to be like a call to action. If you liked any of this, pick something and don't stop learning about it. So, you know, do you have a book that you're going to go read? Um, is there like a cool webinar that you can go take? Are there some courses on that topic that could be on, you know, asynchronous learning, like mastery learning. It could be on feedback and grading. I mean, it was really this like never ending call to action of this may have given you some food for thought, but what else can we do to continue supporting you learning in this growth? You know, can the district, can we buy a book for you in this area? Can we, sponsor you to attend a virtual conference in this area, really just trying to create that culture. So um, I see that a lot of you are commenting. I'm sorry, I'm going to read these in a second. This, the end piece I did want to add is that um, she was asking me at the end, she's like, I'm brand new to the grid method. This doesn't really feel like starting with a standard. Is that okay? And I'm like, yes, as an educator, we need to start with classroom, like as a classroom educator, we need to start with the standards our students need to learn. But the standards, quote unquote, that a director of curriculum or director of technology might need to, to meet are not so much standards. They're more focused on targets and topics that you want your educators to feel comfortable on. And so while this grade was a very general breakdown, the way that we're using it is still to create that framework, that pathway. And the way that we can still use Web's depth of knowledge is to ensure that we're always building on skills. And a way to also make sure that those are blended in is to make your formative assessments more dynamic as you go. So for example, in level one, we went through like the basics of what the district's gonna do during August, right? Blended learning, Google Classroom is a required thing to use. Um, how do you problem solve that if then statement? Um, what's the district expectation on student feedback? So the formative assessments for those types of pieces are gonna be really quick. like multiple choice, true, false, like, again, just kind of like pointing, like, yeah, that's what they want me to do. Good, good, good. In level two, we took it up a notch and we said, look at all these other tech tools you could be using. Here are some specific instances. And in that level, those formative assessments aren't going to be put your finger on the Seesaw logo. It's going to be more along lines of sign up for Seesaw, explore. What does the green button do when you log in? What type of student experience? You're really asking your students to not just learn that there are tech tools, but actually apply the information, be reflective. How can they use this information? In level three, we do that same thing. We're going to take it up a notch. We're not just going to talk about parent communication. We're not just going to talk about the district's hope for parent communication. And we're not just going to say, will you communicate with parents? But we're going to challenge them through activities and formative assessments saying, why don't you draft up your first email for parents and why don't you send and get some feedback on it? Why don't you record your first welcome video you're going to send to your families? How is that going to feel? What's your script going to look like? So again, you're taking these activities, you're taking these formative assessments and you're like leveling them up, right? And making it more dynamic, utilizing the educator, truly thinking through the content. So that's how you can use that. All right. Uh, I'm going to look through these questions or look through these comments. If you guys have any questions, put them here because I'm actually not going to be live for too long. But I thought this would be helpful for me to like document out loud for any of you that were thinking about it because um, I've had so many of you ask 
about if you can do professional development through a grid. And my answer is always like, yeah, absolutely. So um, I just want to make sure that I kind of like spit all this out at you. So thank you for all saying hello. I'm scrolling through these. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I'm a live streaming princess, but I do love that. I love that comment. Hey, Amanda, good to see you. Um, good. They're talking about reopening schools. They're looking for a plan. Yep. I see that over on Twitter. Uh, this is great. Awesome. I love it. Maggie says, I love how you laid this out. This would be so beneficial for breaking down for teachers. Yeah, Maggie, that's why I wanted to come live. And I said it earlier at the very beginning, I'm sure as you guys are popping on, but this is good. If you're in a role that you're doing any sort of professional learning for educators, this is a great option for you. Um, but if you're also an educator that will just be getting professional development, send some of this information to like your coaches, send this to your district leaders and just suggest like, hey, I know that I'm gonna have a lot to learn. I know you're gonna have a lot of information to give me this August. This would be a really helpful setting for you to put me in, not only for you to utilize this framework for me to benefit as a learner, but also once this is created as a learner, I can refer back to it at any time. So if it's like mid-September and I'm suddenly like, huh, how can I engage my learners through some sort of review game? I can go back to the grid and go to the section that says tech tools for review and I can look through and choose what I want. Or if I'm like, oh, my parent communication's not going well, I wonder if there were other ideas in the grid. I can go back to this grid, even though it's been months and months later, and say, oh, here are some suggestions they provided that I'm not using. Maybe I'll try that. So this is a great thing to just share to get people thinking food for thought, because we know, we know that August is full of new information, and this year is going to be even more so. So uh, I'm glad that you felt like this was beneficial. Tammy says, I'm just uh, catching this. Is this a course? Tammy, it's not. I just came live because I got off a phone call and I'm going to go vacuum my house. And before I did that, I thought I would come and share this information with you. So that's all this was, Tammy. No stress. Um, I could create a course, but I mean, we're here right now. If you have questions, I can just answer them here. Um, Chris says parent communication is key and how, especially with ELLs. Absolutely. Uh, also talking about, yes, reflecting and explicit with expectations. I totally agree. Um, well, thank you all for jumping in. Again, I came live very randomly just to share um, a teacher call that I had had, and I thought it'd be beneficial to um, to share with all of you. It is funny. This phone call was only scheduled for 30 minutes, but I never can handle a 30-minute phone call. Every phone call I have is like an educator who has a question that we like always want to dive in further, or I have other questions for them that sparks other conversations. I just need to schedule hour long conversations because then if it's like 45 minutes, you like one 15 minutes back in your calendar, but then it's not like going over. So I don't know. Anyway, well, I'm going to go, but I hope you guys have a wonderful Sunday. Uh, I hope you enjoy uh, amazing family time, maybe some nice weather, and uh, we will see you later this week. We have very exciting news coming to you that I'm not able to share right now. Uh, but we just very much appreciate that you're a part of the Teach Better family. So if you are just catching the tail end of this video, you should go back and rewatch because we talked about professional learning via a grid from a random district in New York, which is super fun. So thank you all, appreciate you all, and have a wonderful rest of your evening.